welcome back to the one, the only, the grave hour. Uh, before we start, you're more than likely going to see that we have a new intro segment where you see our cool little graphic that I made in Canva, and you probably would have already heard my voice kind of going into a very spooky explanation of what we're going to be talking about today. But just to reiterate, we're talking about Black-Eyed Children. Yeah, so we've changed sort of how we're going to be doing the show going forward. It's a little bit more scripted, and I don't mean that in like a negative way. I just mean that um, I have a script that's a lot more comprehensive, as you guys probably know, or if you're new to the show, maybe you don't. I research all of these topics, and me and Eldon very naturally kind of just riff off of each other. But going forward, we both have a script now. I followed the script kind of more to the letter. Eldon follows along just so he knows kind of what my talking points are going to be, just so that we can kind of have a more cohesive and naturally flowing show that's really informational and just a lot more fun. So this is the first episode of that. That's really cool. But having said that, back to what are Black-Eyed Children? So just to be clear, the Black-Eyed Children are said to have more or less been conceptualized in the 1980s, though their introduction into mainstream media is expected to have taken place in uh, 1995 to 1996, or around that time, when two notable sightings of Black-Eyed Children were reported in America. So Brian Bethel, he's a Texas reporter, claimed that there were two, or two encounters with Black-Eyed Kids. He says he witnessed two children in Boleyn, Texas in 1996 or 1995. It's kind of confusing. And also claims that a second unnamed person had a similar encounter in Portland, Oregon. And Bethel's encounter is kind of the mother encounter, if you will, that kind of really got the ball rolling, or at least that's what it looks like. But we'll get more into what he actually experienced a little bit closer to the end of the show. But from there, their popularity steadily grew on popular horror forums, primarily ones like Cre Creepypasta and then later Reddit. People would flock to these forums mostly to just share alleged experiences. And that is something that I do have to emphasize as we go forward, that most of what we know about Black Eyed Children is all more or less hearsay, people claiming that they have seen them, had experiences with them, and so on and so forth. Now, to Eldon's point, what exactly are Black-Eyed Children other than just kids with Black eyes? So it's widely argued that Black-Eyed kids are either spirits or demons, but the general consensus implies that they are most likely the latter, meaning that they are most likely demons. Obviously, it's suggested that the children have these dead black eyes because there's something completely malevolent. It's common knowledge that demons will sometimes take on the form of child ghosts or other loved ones in some form to lure potential victim into their snare. We've talked about this comprehensively when talking about demons. Demons are super manipulative and they are literally always ill-intended. And throughout the Bible and other religious texts, they will use whatever methods necessary to get uh, close to you and most importantly, to get your soul, girl, boy, and everybody in between. But why? Because who would expect a sweet little kid of being there to cause harm? It makes sense. After all, our instinct is to protect children. 
And kind of a real world comparison is, you know, people who otherwise don't believe in capital punishment seem to find an exception to the rule when it comes to people who hurt kids. So it actually makes complete sense that something malevolent, something even demonic would want to take on the form of a child because your natural instinct to keep them safe and protect them is going to come in. And that's exactly what the black eyed children kind of prey on. It's said that black eyed children have an almost unnatural or, you know, awkward way of communicating, which is another indication that they are probably not actually children. <laughs> they tend to lack emotions other than occasional aggression. They have poor or unreasonable excuses as to why they need your help and sometimes have difficulty answering questions about their story. Another thing that we'll kind of expand on a little more later. And to be clear, the common encounter that you're likely to have with a black eyed kid is they want to come inside your place of residence, whether that is your house, your apartment or your car. And the more you refuse, the more the cold or odd demeanor of the children will shift to annoyance and even aggression. Yet no matter how pushy they get, one thing will always remain the same and it's that they literally cannot enter without your permission. Now that's a lot like vampires, just saying. I was actually about to make yeah. that comparison. Yeah. So yes, they are very much like the mythological vampire. Black-eyed children need explicit permission to come into your space, whether that's your apartment, your house, your car, maybe even your tent, although I've never heard of that before. I'm only saying that because Elton just went camping recently. Can you imagine that? You know, terrifying. You're on like a campsite and also these kids walk up to the campsite. You think bears or raccoons are bad enough. And you got like a bunch of freaky kids. They're like, hey, how's it going? Can I come in? Like, no. Go away, please. Like, what can I, are you, am I legally allowed to like sock a, a kid if they're a black eyed child? Like, is that, is that okay? Or am I going to get like in trouble for that? I'm going to suggest that you don't. We'll get a little bit more into the, I keep saying this, that we're going to get more into it. But uh, generally speaking, I don't recommend you use violence in those situations. And that piece of advice might help you a little bit later, Elgin Atkin. I'm going to make a cross with my fingers. I'm like, get away. <laughs> and then they, they just like burst into flames. Is that a thing? Uh, I don't. Or a vacuum. Maybe if they're kind of like spirits, a vacuum might scare them. Maybe, but I, I sincerely doubt it, especially because they're said to be pretty emotionless and the only other emotion that they tend to express is like desperation and anger. So I don't, I don't think there's much scare in black eyed children. What if I set them on fire? I don't know. <laughs> just back to the camping thing. What if, it, what, if I'm, what if I'm camping and I just, you know, is that going to take care of my problem? I have to explain that to the camp warden. Like, what happened? Well, these crazy kids walked up and I set them on fire. But yeah, in terms of the vampire comparison that we made, this may lend itself to the idea that the children are subsequently some form of undead like vampires. I'm just personally less inclined to think that myself. I'm more willing to bet that there's some form of demon who needs permission to enter your space the same way a demon needs permission to enter your body to possess you. Just because we've had a pretty comprehensive series of conversations about ghosts and the amount of energy that's required to fully manifest. And these do seem to be actually physical beings, not apparitions, at least from the majority of the actual um, encounters that we'll discuss later. So my opinion is that they are some form of demon. Now, are they demons possessing children? 
I don't know, are they their, their own sort of subsect of demon that are just childlike entities? That's another thing that I can't fully answer, but we'll definitely take some time to speculate a little bit later. Now, what do we do, Elden Atkin, if we encounter a black-eyed kid? Well, apparently I'm not allowed to, to punch him, so that's off the chart. And you know, I'll just set him on fire. Mm -hmm. I hit them with my car. What if I was, so let's say I'm driving, right? Like, as I was reading through, you might encounter them, you know, you said they want to get in your vehicle. Yeah. What if I just hit it and throw it in reverse and just like make a speed bump? Consider again. Considering what we think that they might be capable of, again, if they're demons, I'm not even sure if that would kill it. Well, I'm not looking to kill them. I'm just looking to get them out of the way. Like, it, what? Okay, they're broken now. Let's say. Okay, so if, if it's if it's if it's demons possessing children, then that's an issue. I'm not going to punch a kid who's possessed. Yeah. Maybe, but I don't know. Like, it's it's in the moment I might, but if it's a demon child, then that's a little different. And I'm more than okay with running over Hellspawn. Like that is like that is how it is, you know. I'm more than okay with running over Hellspawn. Eldon Akin 2021, you heard it here first. This yep. man needs to be our prime minister. I hope so. <laughs> One day. So generally, as I kind of mentioned, as you can see, I didn't go into great detail because I wanted to kind of hold out to actually talk about what a typical encounter with a black-eyed child may or may not be like. But generally, reports involving black-eyed children follow a very similar structure. Usually, late at night, whether a person is alone or not, though they tend to be alone, there will be a loud knock on the front door. If you're lucky enough to have a peephole, you'll look out and see one, although it's often two children. Sometimes they may be wearing period clothing, looking more like young pilgrims than modern children or teens. But in more recent stories, it's said that black-eyed kids have updated their wardrobes and, oft and will often be seen wearing time-appropriate clothing though they may prefer to utilize things such as hoods or hats to obscure their eyes for obvious reasons. People claim there is almost always an unnerving, threatening aura about the children, causing them to feel uneasy and like they need to get away. But because they're kids, our obligatory social need paired with our natural born instincts to protect our young, most can't find themselves able to just slam the door on them and get away from them. Because again, they're children and most importantly, they're probably children that are asking you for your help. You just punt them. You open the door and just bam, bam, right over the deck. These children, as I've kind of mentioned before, have this almost magnetic pull that makes you almost feel compelled to let them in. So it doesn't, it's not completely out of the scope of possibility that their own innate abilities makes you feel almost like you can't retaliate against them, but it never... No, I'm not going to say never, but it almost never seems quite strong enough to where it forces you to let them in, but they definitely have that strange pull that makes you want to just open the door, let them in, paired with the fact that, again, they're children. But even though that feeling is present, that innate mistrust and sensation of being threatened stops most people from actually committing to letting them into their house, no matter how much they insist please let us in. We need to call our mother. Can yes, we cell phones. phone? My brother had an accident. Can you drive us to our mother's house? We're lost. They'll use a myriad of different excuses and requests to try to get you to drop their guard. But people insist that they can't help. The children will continue to persist. 
In fact, they may even get irritated, angry, and possibly aggressive, but they can never pass through your threshold. That's when people tend to actually look into their eyes, soulless, black, reflective eyes, more akin to a doll or a shark than a child in need. They slam the door, but the encounter is rarely, if ever, over. Sometimes, yes, they may walk away, but more often than not, a barrage of knocks or raps against the door will ring out, yells demanding to be let inside will ring into the empty space of the night, and suddenly you may even hear knocking against your window of your house, and then nothing. You survived the encounter. Woo! Yes. It's actually, what's actually suggested when you encounter black-eyed children. Well, with any malevolent entity, being a jerk to them is usually deemed unwise by most, especially if they are in fact demons. However, you do need to be firm in asserting that you have no intention of letting them in, but are apologetic to their cause and respectful. Then as quickly as you can get the door closed or get away from them as quickly as possible. After that, make sure you don't open the door to anyone you aren't expecting at least for the next little while. Well, then Atkin, this begs the question, if you encountered a black-eyed child, what do you think that you would genuinely do? And don't just say that you're going to. Okay, okay. No, we're gonna, we're gonna use we're gonna use we're gonna use uh, um, 20, 2021 logic here. Okay. Uh, so first of all, we're in a major pandemic, so I really don't think they're doing well yeah. um, for themselves. Um, so that's one thing. Another thing is what really bothers me is: do demon parents not teach their kids to talk to strangers? Like, is that a thing? There's like, we'll talk, it's a complete opposite of what we have. Talk to strangers, so don't talk to strangers. Um, my other thing is, it's also 2021. What kid doesn't have a cell phone? Now again, like, you know, back in 1957 or whenever they first encountered them, it'd make more sense. Everyone has a landline. Nowadays, it's like, okay, kid, sure. Sure, you don't have a cell phone. Like, I, I, okay, maybe. Um, and at the same time, what if you think, what if you thought they were like Mormons or, you know, someone collecting money, you just don't open the door, you hear them knock, you're like, all right, because when I, I can tell you right now, when people knock on my door, I hide. Mm-hmm. No, I'm the that's, same. That's how it is. So I, I feel like in a dying kind of fashion of all that encompasses this, um, I would say like they're going to go out of, uh, almost extinct. If yeah. that's a, if that's an, if that's a thing, if you could be extinct as a, as a, a ploy to steal a soul kind of thing. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I think that that's an interesting point. We definitely live in a time now where people are less inclined to open their doors. Yeah. I know that for me, I won't open my door without at least looking through the peephole. And if I don't recognize the person on the other side, if I'm not expecting a package, not expecting anyone, more often than not, I'm not going to answer the door for you. And it would be a similar situation to this, but I think Again, just with that sort of natural pull, I think that when people see that they're children, I like to believe that most people have that goodness in their heart where they see a child and they want to help. And this episode is not saying that you shouldn't help children that show up to your door. I've had family members who have had a literal toddler show up at their door crying, not knowing how to get back home. And they obviously followed the proper channels of, you know, calling the police and getting the child back home. But in any case, you still need to be skeptic. And interestingly enough, I created a quiz for Alden and I that we're going to take now just so that we can have a little bit of a break where we're going to talk about how exactly you survive an encounter with Black-eyed children. Right? Here we are. 
Now, I will have a screen recording of this that I'll add in post. Again, we're kind of dealing with a new format here. I am still learning how to do all of this quiz stuff. So you're not going to see our answers like confirmed right or wrong at the end. I obviously know what the answers are. This is more so just for fun. So I will be showing a graphic that will tally up the right and wrong answers for both Eldon Atkin and I that will pop up into the quiz. Yeah. Okay. Alden, would you like to read the quiz? You got it. So this lovely quiz was made by uh, the very our very own Jacqueline Reba Julian Graves. And uh, would you survive an encounter with a black eyed with the black eyed children? Um, so here we go. We're jumping right into it. It's late, and you hear a knock at the door. You look through the peephole and see two kids, not one but two, standing there. What do you do? So we have one: throw the door open with gusto. They're just kids after all. Number two, crack the door open cautiously, but don't let the, don't like, don't open it all the way. Uh, you could ignore them completely. No one who knocks this late uh, has good intentions, which is, I, I'm with that one. Or you can yell through the door to ask them what they want, then decide if you want to open up. Um, so out of all those, I'm going to ignore them completely. Okay. I hope they just go away. Um, it works with the Mormons. It'll work with these kids. Okay. Uh, so for whatever reason, you're compelled to open up. You feel it. It's pulling the heartstrings. These kids are out in the rain. It's like a sad puppy. One of the kids asks you to use the phone to call their mother. What do you say? So you can lie. Say you don't have a phone. I mean, I'm, I'm too poor. I understand. I haven't had a phone that I could call before. Um, so they're kids. They don't know any better. Uh, ask them why they don't have a cell phone in 2021. That's a good one. I don't care if you're eight. Um, let them in to use the phone. You'd be a horrible person, leave the children outside in the dark like that. That's what they want you to do. Or offer to call their mother for them, but request they remain outside. Now, I like, I like how this is made because saying, okay, just give me the number and I'll call, I'll call her and have her come pick you up. I think that would kind of confuse them a bit. It, um, it would. Yeah. Sure. I, I'm going to go with offer to call their mother for them, but request they remain outside because again, they're strange kids. I don't want them in the house stay on the deck hang out i'll uh, give me the number i'll call your mom yeah they don't like the answer you gave them though one of the children becomes desperate and demands you let them in and allow them or you help them and let them inside you take a step forward and you react by what you can tell them to flip off as uh jackie would say punching the little booger you aren't about to be told what to do by a child no i like that answer i really do i really can't imagine that kid's like let me in you just bam knock him right on his bum um hold your ground shut the door halfway doubling down on your initial response with an apology or you can apologize profusely and relenting allowing the kids in to use the phone i'm gonna as much as i'd love to just sock a demon kid um who's getting kind of uppity i now, both the answers are violent. Like two of the best answers are violent. Yeah. So I'm really liking that. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold my ground. They're gonna, yeah. we're gonna, we're gonna say, stay with their kid. I'm not gonna tell you again. Get off my lawn or call the cops. Um, so now they're enraged. They're like toddlers on sugar. Both children yell, you know, and they're unable to enter the door if you don't get permission. Again, insisting that you must help them. You notice that their eyes are totally black. So what do you do? You say, nice, uh, sclera, sclera lens, kiddo. Are you an e-boy or something? Or is this just a phase? That's pretty good. Yeah, just hit them where it hurts. Um, you can apologize, but insist that you're clearly unable to help them and suggest they use a payphone, um, which it says that always don't exist anymore, but I'm pretty sure we have some, I think. Some some communities have them, but most yeah. major cities- We don't really have them, them yeah. anymore. Yeah, and close the door, especially in COVID times, there's no payphones. 
So yeah, tell them to use a payphone. Get some get some germs, kid. Offer them your cell phone to call their mother. Who offers? I would never offer my my cell phone to a child on my deck who's like, give me the phone, run again. <laughs> no, panic and charge past them, running frantically into the street. So I like all of these answers, to tell you the truth. Um, I'm not going to give my cell phone. I, I feel like, okay, so the kids want into your house, right? Like that's the whole thing. So if I come out of the house, what do they do now? Like, is that, a, is it, do they just not know what to do in that situation? Like if I'm, if I'm, if they're like, let me, I, I, let me in the house. I'm like, no, no, I'll come out to you, buddy. It's okay. Let's sit on the deck. We'll talk. Um, <laughs> do they not know what to do in that situation? I'm going to suggest that you stay as far away from them as possible. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to apologize, but they're not staying out. They're, they're staying outside. They aren't coming inside. Yeah. Um, so that's, uh, that's my response is all done. Okay. So obviously, because I am the writer of this quiz, I, I clearly put some stuff in there that was intended to be a joke. But if you would like me to verbally tell you what the right answers were for number one, yell through the door and ask them what they want, then decide if you want to open up. If you recall in the first question, all I stated was that they were two kids. We don't actually confirm until later in the kids that they have black eyes. The reason why I justified this as the correct response is because if they are genuinely like real kids who need help, you should ask what they want if you have the ability to see them and then kind of use your best judgment to then open the door. They can go next door. Just send them to the neighbors, the elderly neighbors, go ask them, it's fine. Yep. And for the second question, obviously Elden Akin got this one right. Mm. Offer to call their mother for them, but request that they meet outside. This is going to confuse a black eyed child and they're going to have difficulty responding to you. And this is how you can kind of confirm whether you're in trouble because they may make other excuses as to why they specifically need to come inside. Mm -hmm. So Elden Akin, you got that one right. Yes. Very good. No kid in my house. And once again, um, <laughs> as I put, telling them to flip off and punching them in there specifically for Eldenak and just for fun. But the correct answer was holding your ground and shutting the door halfway, doubling down on your initial response with an apology, remaining firm but respectful to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. And then for the final answer, you also got the answer correct. And the full response to the question was apologize again, but insist that you're clearly unable to help them and suggest they use a payphone. Those don't exist anymore and close the door. So Elden Akin, you got three out of four right, if I recall correctly. Definitely. Uh, I will have a graphic that will demonstrate our scores. And I would argue, I would argue that I got the first one right. Because again, if I ignore the door, Okay, sure, it could be some kid who's in trouble. I totally understand that. I'm a bad person for it. But at the same time, I've survived the encounter. I've actually just, I've taken the whole train and derailed it. Because now the kids, just, they're just, they're out there. Right, good, keep knocking, kid. I don't care. That's true. So I'm going to say you get a half a point for that. How about that? Okay, I can agree to that. Half a point. Just, mm -hmm. it, again, it's, it's an argument of a moral, moral standpoint. Mm-hmm. But having talked so extensively about experiences, I think that we, we need to get into some of said experiences. Yeah, I think, I, think that's definitely, uh, I think that's definitely a good thing. And just before we change onto that, um, I've been making my little picture as always. Oh. And, um, and it looks pretty good. Uh, but it's pretty <laughs> crazy that even for demons, consent is everything. Like they have <laughs> to have you properly consent to come into the house. Like they don't just barge in. Yeah, so that's pretty can. crazy. It is. Um, 
that when you think of like demons who are like this lawless, you know, as I said, hellspawn, they're just like, no, no, we need you to let us know. Yeah. Please. For sure. All right. But with that, if you remember earlier in the episode, I mentioned how our buddy Brian Bethel is one of the earliest recorded people to report seeing the Black Eyed Children, although his personal experience varies, varies from the typical that you would find, although it's not actually entirely unheard of. I actually first heard the full account of Bethel's experience on the Somewhere in the Skies podcast. So if you want to hear the words from the man himself, please go over to that podcast and give it to listen, but only after you watch this one in its entirety, if you please. <laughs> and please be aware that I'm going to be paraphrasing his experience. And again, if you want to hear it in his words, you can go find that media and listen to that yourself. <laughs> but Based on his description, his experience is likely to have taken place in the 1990s. Uh, it's recorded that it took place in 1996, but I'll explain why that confuses me a little bit afterwards. While he was sitting in the parking lot of a movie theater. Um, while he was sitting there, and to be clear, he was a reporter, so he's a, a journalist, homie. Uh, <laughs> he, was <laughs> he was approached by two young men in sweaters who knocked on his car window, insisting that they had forgotten their money at their mother's house and needed a ride so they could get it to see the Mortal Kombat movie, which was released in 1995. That's why I was a little bit confused. Maybe theaters were just different back then, but I'm like, are they really going to be playing the movie in theaters like a year after also, it was released? should children be seeing Mortal Kombat? I don't think so. The, to be fair, the Mortal Kombat movie, like the live action one, isn't that bad. Oh, I know, but still, still, still. What kind of parents let their kids go see Mortal Kombat by themselves? I saw Mortal 50s. Kombat when I was an actual child. Okay, let's just get the before we before we even. What kind of a bad parent just says like, okay, kids, you know, little Timmy and little Johnny, you're eight years old now. Go to the movies by yourself. Still. I'd be calling children. What if? What if? Okay, just side little note here before we hop into this. What if he called Children's Aid and they showed up and just took the kids? They're just like, all right, come on, we're going to the orphanage, and they just haul. What would they do in that situation? Like against their will. Here's the thing, children's aid wouldn't, they aren't first responders, so even if you called them, they more than likely wouldn't be the people who showed up, like, on scene, they would probably have to contact a social worker and go through, like, a proper, proper process, it would more likely be police or other first responders that would come, and the black-eyed children probably would not stick around for that, they would just leave. You imagine the, the, the sirens show up and they just start they're like chase it we gotta go and they just run off into the street and you're like what the heck was that oh i get mugged by some children i don't know what's going on and back to bethel's story sorry it's okay he says like many people that he immediately felt threatened and unnerved by these children and definitely didn't want to give these kids a ride despite the natural inclination to want to help them Trusting his gut, Bethel asked a series of questions, including what movie they were going to see and what time the showing was. When he asked the latter, he looked at the theater and noted that the showing for Mortal Kombat was set to play for 9.30, but by the time the kids were requesting help, it was around 9.50, meaning that the movie had already been playing for about 20 minutes. That means that even if Bethel gave the kids a ride, they wouldn't be able to see the Mortal Kombat movie, making their request basically worthless. By the time they got back, the movie would have been more than half over. Mm -hmm. They'd already missed the beginning of the movie and likely wouldn't be back in time to even catch the middle of it. That was when one of the kids made a very alarming remark to Bethel, claiming that they needed a ride and didn't have a gun or anything. 
And that's when Bethel said he looked into the children's eyes and says he saw reflection of the theater lights, but nothing else, just blackness. At that point, he was ready to peel out of there, uttering an apology and insisting he had forgotten about something and he needed to leave. That was when one of the kids said something that terrified him even more. We can't get in if you don't give us permission. And which he followed by aggressively beating on the window, forcing Bethel to speed away. Now, quickly, this encounter reminded me of something that I failed to mention. Most times in encounters with Black-eyed children, only one of the children will speak to you. There's usually one that's kind of the voice while the other kind of just stands there quietly. So that goes to argue that it's possible that Black-eyed children, even though they look like two entities, they could be one or maybe only one speaks on behalf of the two of them. It's very bizarre. Hmm. Hmm, I say, hmm. Hmm. So what do you what do you make of Bethel's encounter, Eldon? Well, okay, so I mean, as much as as much as I love uh, journalism and in like the era of fake news, um, I think this is like again very believable. You said one of the other places took place in Oregon, right? I yeah. think you said Oregon. Yeah. Oregon's got a lot of crazy stuff going on there. Yeah, like a lot of the stories, and Texas is like no better. Like you look at most of the states, crazy things happen, either chupacabras or aliens or goblins. Yeah. So this, I find, like, again, it's in the, in the context of it is, it's believable. Yeah. Definitely. Um, what, what bothers me is, how could this ever have worked in the past? Yeah. Like, how could, how could a kid, maybe if, like, your pilgrims, okay, if they showed up in pilgrim costumes and, you know, you're, you're in your log cabin, they're like, hey, let us in, dog. And you're like, all right, why not? I'm, you know, it's 1564. Come on in, kids. Warm up by the fire. Here's my soul. That's, I can understand, but nowadays, like, how could this ever work? How, like, getting, yeah. getting aggressive is not going to make me want to let you in anymore. Like, yeah. I'm not a puppy dog. I'm not going to, like, lay over and be like, okay, or I guess lay down and roll over and be like, oh, here we go. Come on in, kids. But that okay. just possibly speaks to the fact that they're not human, right? I mean, they, exactly. what limited knowledge they may or may not have on people is, hey, adult humans usually want to help kids. And when that doesn't work, when their story starts to fall apart because they aren't entirely sure how to act, that's when the aggression tends to come out. Fair, and I, and I just, you'd think they'd learn. Like I, in the in this respect of like all the horror books I've read and the TV shows and movies and all that jazz, demons are supposed to be intelligent. They're supposed to be able to learn. So why, why would they never change their strategy? I, I, like, I don't understand it. I, I don't. Just, I, I don't either, but you know what? There's a lot that we don't understand about black eyed children. I don't understand al algebra yeah. either. True. Now, we're, the next um, account isn't substantiated and has been retold many times. So you may have heard it before if you're a horror fanatic like I am. And I don't have the person's original username, but I'm pretty positive that the initial post was shared on Reddit. And this is an encounter of what happened allegedly to someone who actually allowed the black children to come into her house. Well, that wasn't too smart, was it, lady? <laughs> so a woman recounts her experience where two children knocked on the door in the middle of a cold winter night. I believe she said it was even storming. Her and her husband lived in a rural town and found two ill-dressed kids standing on her front porch, asking to take shelter in their house while they waited for their parents. Although the woman noted that she felt off about the situation, her and her husband allowed the children inside to get warm. Now, I believe 
I don't remember specifically because I did re-listen to this, but I don't think they realized that the children had black eyes in the beginning. While the wife made hot cocoa for the children, still unsure about them, uh, she brought the two treats into the living room only to find that her husband had his head in his hands and he was claiming that he felt unwell and dizzy. That was when she noticed the children had coal black eyes and realized that her and her husband had made a potentially fatal mistake. The children told them that their parents had arrived and when the husband and wife peered out the window, they saw two men that I can only describe as being similar to the men in black, dressed <laughs> in suits and expressionless. Even when they attempted to wave at the quote unquote parents as the children left, they had no response in return. Once they were gone, the couple were terrified and for good reason. In the following weeks, her husband began getting regular nosebleeds and generally feeling unwell, only to discover that he had developed a rare form of skin cancer that was often attributed to people who used tanning beds religiously, but he had never used a tanning bed in his entire life. She too began getting nosebleeds, feeling ill and experiencing health concerns she claimed she didn't wish to discuss. She pleaded for help and asked if anyone had similar experiences and advice as she feared for her and her husband's life. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, whatever happened to them, do you know? No, you know what? I don't think there was ever a follow-up post on what happened to these mm. people. Okay, okay. So the conclusion. Are Black-eyed children really something that we need to be afraid of? Before we jump to conclusions, this is going to be the part of the show where we take a reality check, okay? Lenses exist that both teens and young kids can use. And while I always encourage you to err on the side of caution, never approach anyone who appears human in any way that is violent, despite the jokes that we make uh, on this show about, you know, knocking people out, fighting ghosts, fighting demons, even if uh, this is a demon, not a demon, try not to approach anybody with violence. That's not something that we promote genuinely here on the show. And while it's really fun to speculate about the paranormal and protecting yourself from it is important to people who believe, never take that as a free pass to cause any form of unnecessary harm. In short, as fun and fantastical as black eyed children are in a concept, they are just urban legends. As long as you adopt real world, real world caution, mm -hmm. such as not allowing people into your house without being very critical of the situation, you should be okay. Always choose the option that limits your ability to come to harm and offering help in a way that's reasonable and doesn't jeopardize you or your family's safety. If someone asks to come in and use your phone, request them to stay where they are and offer to call them yourself. If you don't wanna take this option, close the door and call the authorities to deal with the situation on your behalf as Eldon Atkin ironically mentioned a little bit earlier. But before we go, we just wanna have a little palate cleanser if you will, because this was a little bit intense. So we have another quiz by Buzzfeed and just really quickly, uh, I know that BuzzFeed is kind of a controversial institution, and I think going forward, I'm probably not going to be using their quizzes anymore, no matter how fun or dorky they are. There's just been a little bit too much information that they're maybe not the best employers, and that uh, my own moral standing might not align with theirs anymore. But this is the quiz that I chose, so this is the one that we're going to do. And there aren't very many actual black eyed children quizzes. So we're going to do a quiz that's called, would you survive a haunting? We may or may not have done it before. If we have, I apologize. 
I don't think we have. Um, or like we may have done it like in a like a long time ago. It doesn't look familiar to me. Yeah. Um, All yeah, right. do you want me to take it away? Yeah, take it away, Elden. Okay, so this is by Isabel. Isabel's Cool 2. I think it's or it's Isabel School 2. I'm not entirely sure. Um, so here we go. What's your ideal Friday night? And this is all about what just about a haunting. So your ideal Friday night is going out for drinks, staying home with a good book, dancing at a nightclub, or sleeping. Um, so currently, I'd say staying home with a good book is where I'd want to go. Um, but the old me would be going out for drinks. I'm going to say going out for drinks, just in the past, that is. I am not trying to be rude, but Miss Megan Secord just wanted to let us know that she misses us. Oh. And for we people who too. don't know, Megan Secord used to be the tech on our show when we used to do this live. She used to make really good pictures too that I'm trying to compete with, but we're trying our best. Yeah. So how would your friends describe you? That's a good question. Now, Jackie and I always have problems with this. Jackie, yeah. you're going to say kind. Um, I'm going to say funny. Yeah, you're very funny. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so how would my friends describe me? They'd say I'm funny. I would say Jackie's kind. Mm-hmm. Um, which ghost would be least scary to you? A creepy child, a scary nun, someone you knew who passed, or a demon? Demons aren't really ghosts, so we'll kind of just blur that one out for now. Um, I would say a creepy child. I think, again, the perversion of something that you find as innocent and sweet can be the most terrifying. Like, sure, like the whole nun thing's been overdone. Nuns are either spooky or they're not, or whatever. Yeah, I'd say a kid, like the, again, the perversion of something that you find is innocent to be something that is not is a big one. Yeah. Um, what's your fave color? Uh, we have red, orange, black, blue, pink, or green. Black. I'm gonna go with blue. Um, choose a weapon to ward off a vampire. Apparently, we're being haunted by vamp- ghost vampires. <laughs> ghost vampires. Oh, that's that's scary. Um, so we have garlic, a cross, a wooden stake, or anything silver. Anything silver for me. Yeah, I mean, like, I find a cross or anything silver is really, really, um, like, a big one for most things. Because, like, a cross is good for, like, demons and ghosts. Silver is good for pretty much anything paranormal. A wooden stake through the heart will kill most things. Um, yeah, I, just, I don't trust myself to get that close to a vampire and be able to successfully pull that off without dying first. True. So I'd rather just have, like... Get away from me. I have something silver. If you come I'm going to go with silver. We're going to fry. Yeah. Fry, demon. Fry. Fry. Uh, describe your style. Preppy, lazy, goth, or casual. We're going to both be casual. Yeah. I'm not preppy. I'm not goth. I'm not lazy. You're not lazy, goth, or preppy. We're going cash. Casual. We are casual. Casual Friday. Here we are. And pick the place you're most afraid of. An abandoned asylum. A circus full of demented clowns. Uh, the house the last tenants were murdered in. A church where the crosses turn upside down at midnight. Um, is that like? Is that like a clock? What if the What if the church had a big clock and it was just a cross and at midnight it is upside down? Um, I'm gonna well, say an abandoned asylum. Yeah, abandoned asylum for sure. Being alone is spooky in its own right. And finally, do you believe in ghosts? Uh, yes, maybe. Uh, so yes, only because I've had a paranormal experience, which is still yes. Um, not really, and never have, never will. Uh, I'm gonna say yes. I believe in ghosts. I'm going to say, because I've had experiences, I am more inclined to believe. Fair enough. So, Jackie, did you survive? I did. I lived. You survived. Not everyone is as lucky, and it's Simon Cowell telling me, brilliant. Well done. Well done. Yep. So we survived. We did it. You and I I made it. 
I wish we knew why he survived. Yeah, that's that's my thing that kind of bothers me. As we as we talked about these like people made quizzes, uh, there's never a reason, like an explanation behind it. And that's um, why you and me are just going to start making more and more of the quizzes ourselves, old enough, yeah. because we can yeah. obviously do so much better. I hope so. I hope so. Hoping so. But ladies and gentlemen, that's the episode. Thank you so much for being here with us today. This was kind of our first attempt at this new format. So we request that you try to exercise some patience because this is new for us. And you know what? We're doing it ultimately for you to make the episodes more fun, more cohesive. And we will actually begin to steadily post on social media. So if you feel so compelled, you can even offer suggestions. But having said that, thank you so much for being here with us today. Elden Atkin, thank you so much for being here as well. Happy to be here. Always happy to have you here and we will see you soon. The only thing that I want to impart on you before we go is that the show is returning to a bi-weekly schedule. So we will be filming the episodes a week in advance to give more time for editing and to accommodate our work schedules. So you will see us twice a month, every month, themed episodes and it'll be a lot of fun yeah it's i'm excited so here we go we're back at the old grindstone again um for you know eldon atkin i'm saying thank you very much for being here with us as always we like and i know that both jackie and i appreciate our fan base and hopefully you appreciate a nice little uh factual yet comedic take on most things paranormal and uh, that's all i have to say all right awesome thank you guys we will see you later goodbye Bye.